Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Crypto Chats. This week I have an extra weird one for you. We're gonna talk about the Abominable Chicken Man. Um, super odd cryptid. I, I'm not gonna spoil anything for you, but I think um, you'll find that once we get into it a little bit, uh, you'll see that it's uh, very similar to some other cryptids that we know and love. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So um, in December of 1970 in El Reno, Oklahoma, there was this farmer who woke up uh, one day early in the morning to go check on his chickens. And uh, when he arrived at his chicken coop, he found that the chicken coop door had been ripped off its hinges and like tossed aside and just like destroyed and that all of his chickens were gone and there was evidence that they had all been um like eaten and he kind of just was like okay i don't don't know what's happened to my chickens think i shall investigate um and upon going into his chicken coop he found that there were a bunch of human-like handprints on the inside of the chicken coop. Um, and he also originally found a weird, almost human-like footprint um, outside the chicken coop as well. Um, but he never officially got like a good um, cast of the print that was uh, outside and it was ruined by the time they, they got around to it. So. Um, this man, whose name was never given, he contacted the local game warden, um, to come and take a look at the situation he was having with his chicken coop. And the local game warden came and, like, took pictures of the handprints that were inside, and, you know, at that point, the, the footprint was unrecoverable, so they didn't get a chance to do that, but, um... Upon measuring the handprints that were inside the chicken coop, uh, the measurements came out to be um, seven and a half inches long by uh, four and one eighth inches wide. Uh, so that's a pretty big handprint. Um, and one of the things that they all noted was that they did look very, very human, which is just odd because I, I mean, as a person, as a human being, I don't know if I've ever had the urge to rip open a chicken coop and destroy all the chickens inside of it, but... That's just me. I don't know if you've had that feeling. I'm not going to judge you, I guess. Um, so basically, after documenting the handprints and being like, wow, this is odd. We don't really have an explanation for this. Um, the farmer and the local game warden both contacted the Oklahoma Zoo um, in an attempt to get more information about these weird prints that they had found um, and what could have possibly, you know, ripped the door off of its hinges of this chicken coop and, like, destroyed all the chickens. Um, and basically, like, the, the zoo suggested that the prints that they found were definitely more ape-like than they were human, which is an interesting twist because you would not expect that in Oklahoma. Um, I don't think you'd really expect it to be a person either, but given the fact that they found these prints and, you know, thought they looked vaguely human-like, um, it's just, it's interesting for the zoo to come back and say, oh no, no, those are, those are primate prints for sure. Um, and yeah, they also suggested based on the pattern of the prints that the, whatever the creature was that, um, had broken into the chicken coop and left these prints was definitely walking on all fours. Um, and from there, they kind of started doing a little bit more research into what it could possibly be that had broken into the chicken coop and, um, 
they determined that there were three types of creatures in the area that had the strength um, and the ability to tear the door off its hinges. Uh, now those, uh, they, they boil down to human beings, bears, or mountain lions. Now, I can accept human beings. I can, I can kind of accept bears. I don't know. I, I have not seen that many bears in action, so I don't, I, I don't doubt that they possess that strength. Um, I, I doubt a little bit that they possess the like maneuverability to be able to rip a door off its hinges like that um, in the way that, that it was done in this situation. And mountain lions, I'm just not sold on that theory, uh, which is fine because nobody else was either. Um, so then it was uh, determined that, you know, out of those three, none of them could have possibly left the prints that were left behind um, just because of the fact that, first of all, um, it was pretty clear it wasn't a bear print, and it was pretty clear it wasn't a mountain lion print, which, again, left the humans, but uh, due to the zoo's determination that it was definitely a primate print, um, they ruled out humans as well. Um, and there were also of wildlife ex experts that were brought in to um, kind of test these theories a little bit and, and see if they could bring any more information to the table on it. Um, and all the wildlife experts that were consulted about this were also in agreement that it was definitely a primate print. Um, what's fun to me is that, well, I guess it's not really fun. It makes sense that they did this, but uh, there was an article ran about um, this situation. At this point, it didn't have a name. Like, nobody had actually seen it. Um, all that was left behind were these weird prints, uh, and the door that was ripped off its hinges. Um, so they ran a little report on it, and, uh, the headline went something like this. There's something out there. It walks like a gorilla, leaves handprints like a man, rips doors off their hinges, and it likes chicken. For want of a better name, we'll call him Oklahoma's Abominable Chicken Man. Um, that's a hilarious title. Can you imagine picking up a newspaper and seeing that in it and, like, seeing the story about a chicken man um, that is terrorizing local chicken coops? That's really funny to me. I don't know. I just... I, I would be losing my shit if I saw an article that had something about a chicken man in it. Anyway, the story caught um, attention from all over the country and radio stations um, from East Coast to West Coast were all talking about it. And because of that, people from all around the country started sending in photos of footprints that they had found and like other random pieces of evidence that they considered to be important. Um, and then there were a lot of stories of Sasquatches that were sent in, specifically from like the Pacific Northwest, like Portland, Oregon, um, that kind of area. And uh, just like stories of other creatures that were similar that, you know, people didn't necessarily know what it was, but it was, um, you know, similar enough that it it warranted uh, sharing the story um, in the search for an explanation for the chicken man. Um, but like I said, the footprints were not correctly processed, so they did not get a chance to actually uh, get that footprint um, in order to compare it to some of the other footprints that were sent to them, um, which is a bummer because I feel like that would have probably wrapped it up right away if they were able to go ahead and compare the footprint to the footprint. But because they had a handprint and then all of these footprints that came in, it was like, it was a little bit more difficult. Um, 
there was one story from Springdale, Arkansas that caught the attention of uh, the people who were involved in this case and at the head of this investigation. And it was a report of three hairy creatures that were over six feet tall and were strong enough to individually push over a tree. Um, and we, I mean, most of us are pretty familiar with Sasquatch stories and like some of the things that they're known to be able to do and so that's you know right in line with that um and that ended up being uh the most interesting report to the zoo director because of the similarities in um like behavior uh between these creatures and what attacked the chicken coop um and I think it was mostly the fact that um, somebody had a report of these creatures having the strength to push over a tree, which would ultimately also give them the strength to rip a door off its hinges. Um, the story was uh, submitted along with another encounter, um, and that encounter uh, included a detail about cattle in the area being um, mutilated or suddenly dying and disappearing, um, and that kind of implied that these big hairy creatures were taking the cattle. Um, and so that, that story became um, something very close in the investigation of the abominable chicken man. And then after that, like naturally the general theory was that it was not just a single Sasquatch, but a whole family of them. Um, and originally, you know, everyone was like, well, it could just be one of them. And then they started getting reports from different uh, towns in Oklahoma that were hundreds of miles apart. Um, there was one that was like a hundred miles south and then another one that was like 150 miles like west or something. Um, and they were getting reports of these similar looking creatures, uh, but also uh, finding similar prints. And one of them supposedly got a photo. Uh, so from there, they kind of, everyone was just like, okay, well, that was uh, a Sasquatch, I guess. Like, guess that's what that was. Um, which just boils down to Abominable Chicken Man. It's just another regional Bigfoot that we know of. Um, something I thought was funny that uh, was given as an explanation for what could have possibly caused uh, not only the, you know, absence of the chicken, but also the the prince as well, uh, was that there were escaped chimpanzees roaming the countryside. Um, that's really funny. I thought that was like kind of a hilarious um, thought process. And that was published by a news publication on February 28th. So, you know, about a month later, they were still searching for answers and thought, well, maybe it was a chimpanzee. Um, and supposedly there was a, like a lab around or something. I don't really know for sure where these chimpanzees would have come from had they actually been escaped and been chimpanzees. Um, but there was a witness uh, named Howard Dreesen, who supposedly spotted one of these chimpanzees uh, several times. And that's, I think, kind of where that theory came from is like, this guy was like, oh, well, I saw I saw a chimpanzee. So they kind of just ran with that. Um, and they kind of went around and determined, you know, asked around and went through reports and stuff and determined that there was no possible way it was a chimpanzee that had escaped because there were no missing chimpanzees from anywhere where they would have been. So 
that kind of negated that theory of like, it definitely was not that because that did not happen. Uh, what was interesting about the eyewitness statement from Howard Dreesen though, was that um, he spotted something that does not even a little bit fit the description of a chimpanzee. So what he spotted and what he described is um, a creature that was black as jet and had a really long tail. He said it must have been at least three feet long, maybe longer, uh, which is crazy because that doesn't, that's not what a chimpanzee looks like. Chim well, you know, I'm not a chimpanzee expert, but I'm fairly certain that their tails are not that long. And uh, based on his eyewitness description, there was a bunch of uh, research into what type of chimp or ape or primate or whatever it could have possibly been. And his description did not match a single known um, primate uh, that we, that we have on this planet. So very odd, very interesting. Like I said, that theory was thrown away shortly after when they confirmed that there were no chimps that were missing at that time. Um, so it kind of just fell back onto the theory that it was a Sasquatch and that the Sasquatch just was in the mood for chicken, uh, which is weird. It, one of the things I thought was interesting, um, in this research, and this is like not really super relevant to the story, but it's just kind of neat, is the the zoo director who was like big on this case ended up taking the discarded uh, chicken coop door and he just had it for a very long time and would occasionally, you know, look back into the case and it just lived in his office and he was just like, this is my, this is my discarded chicken coop door that was ripped off by a Sasquatch, um, which is just, it's just weird and funny. Cause like, I think realistically, I probably would have done that too, but uh, he used it more as a conversation starter than anything, but would occasionally go back and, and kind of uh, do some more research on the case uh, to try to see if there were any new leads on it. Um, all in all, I think it's a really interesting story. I really like when I first stumbled across it, I was like, Ooh, abominable chicken, man. I was like, no freaking way. Like, is that, you know, it's gotta be like the Northfield pig man where it's like half man, half chicken. And I got really excited and I was like only like partially disappointed to find out it was not a chicken man hybrid. Um, because I do think that would have been a thing of nightmares and definitely interesting and weird to talk about. Um, but alas, it is, uh, nothing but a regional Sasquatch, which is not a bad thing. We do appreciate a good regional Sasquatch here. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's what I have for you guys today on the abominable chicken man. Um, hopefully maybe one day we'll, we'll run into a weird chicken man hybrid cryptid that is exactly what I want it to be <laughs> until then. Um, we'll just keep uh, learning about some other stuff. So I will uh, talk to you guys next week and I will have a new topic for you. Uh, thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys soon. Bye.